This week's edition of the Reverse Stick is brought to you by Schlop Beer. Schlop to your drop. This week on the Reverse Stick, the finals are set in place for the fiscally responsible Pro League. Matt's Mystery File this week featuring John Deed and Inspector Morse. And it's a good time to have a strong constitution. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, coming to you live tonight. Except it's on delay because you're listening on your podcast player. Unless you're listening live on your podcast player right now, which you could be doing if you're one of our Patreon subscribers. You are listening right now. They don't even know it, but they could be listening live right now, John. We're in the People's Republic. We're loving it. We hope you are too. And uh, welcome to my co-host. His voice you've already heard is, of course, Matt Allen. It's rude not to wait for the introduction normally, isn't it, John? Um, What a delight to be here for episode 143 of... The Reverse Stick. The Global Hockey Podcast. A delight to be with you, listener, dear. And it's been a big week of announcements this week for hockey. A big, big day here at the FRPL here in the People's Republic. We've availed of the ham and cheese toasties. Many of them. And the uh, endless supply of the local brew schlop. New sponsors for the FRPL. Very happy to have them on board with the... (laughs) I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That's me just cracking up and losing it there. Let's get back to the program, shall we, Matt? Um, well, <laughs> shall we explain? Yeah, go on. <laughs> it is live. Do we do this at the start of the show, or do we save it for the end when there's no, a good last, chance kiddies won't be listening? Okay. Last week, mid-show, in the live Facebook broadcast of the Fiscally Responsible <laughs> Project, I made up... Um, no, I didn't, I didn't make it up. I didn't make anything up was, at all. It was the first thing that came into your head, wasn't it? I didn't make it up. It's real. We are here. <laughs> oh, that's the right. That's yes. Um, you were suddenly uh, made aware of. I was made aware of the local brew being Schlopp. It was a, a brewery of um, German heritage. High uh, repute. And, um, and well, it was the only thing available to drink here on the island. Mm. So we we got into this deal with the guys at the People's Republic Brewery to promote the brand, which uh, which we duly did this week. Um, Recently, after we finished the broadcast, John, you and I have uh, looked up Schlop. Just, you know, is it a family name or what is it? And it's got to be... Does it have some sort of meaning in well, German? German heritage, yeah. And, we should have probably done stop. our market research a little bit before we decided to use the word Schlop. Well, it's not about us doing market research. It's about us, us being associated with a brand that may have a... Uh, um, the Schlop uh, people should have been doing the research. <laughs> well, I'm sure they know. And... They do do a fair bit of international business with the brand, John. But <laughs> so, so I put the, did the search. It said um, German stop, and I thought, thought oh, I thought that was Achtung, but no, oh, okay, that's good. So Schlop and then, and then I did the German. general. We well, don't want to then, stop drinking well, Schlop. Then I did a general Google <laughs> don't search. Don't stop the Schlop. Then I did a general Google <laughs> search uh, for Schlop, 
And the first thing that came up was the urban, oh, dic- oh, urban dictionary it. definition. Why did you look that page up, man? Well, you know the only bad things no, I didn't, come from I didn't look it up. I just, put it, I just put it on the general search bar in, in Google. Okay. And the first result came up was, was urban dictionary. Okay. Um, I'm going to say no more on it. You just that, like, that's no, it. I don't if you're it. interested, go and look at it. It's um, filth. <laughs> but it does entirely change the context and tone of our commentary, does it not? Uh, oh, yeah. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Let's get onto the serious stuff and play Absolute the, the filth, right sting, filth. shall I? News. So that's how confused we are at the moment, folks. It's been a big day uh, here in the People's Republic. Action all the way. Fantastic stuff, John. These were the last round games. This is this is what maked or braked the sides, <laughs> the sides that were left in the competition. <laughs> Sorry, Shall we go go <laughs> through the um, the results? No, let's not go through the results. But we should say who the finalists. Well, no, are. you need to listen to the separate FRPL podcast, obviously, and uh, check that out with all your local podcast players. Is Apple, that totally FRPL? Yep, yeah, check it out, Apple. Orange and all the blackberries. Yes, do that. Well, we're obviously on a roll, folks. Uh, yes, the FRPL did go down today. We do have our finalists. Uh, big shock. China finishing top in the women's. Yes. Uh, fabulous work from them. Um, Netherlands, I mean, gee, I tell you what, finishing outside of the top two in both the men's and women's, Matt, clear shock. Well, I mean, well, it's well, obviously ne- the demise of Dutch hockey, full stop. When Netherlands women, they chose to play two games today yeah. and not play a game last week. They wanted more of a challenge. They lost both of those games, but they still made it into the first round playoff. So if they win, they go straight into the grand final. Oh, they if they lose, they get, a, they, get, they get a second opportunity. Yeah, yeah It's but, still, yeah. I don't know, it, it looks to me like a sign that they're just tailing off. Well, t- it, it'll be hard. Two games back-to-back today. Yeah. China, they've had a rest week, so going into next week's games, China surely have that advantage. Well, we don't actually know whether they've been resting or not, do we, Matt? Because no one's seen them. They've been we, we just very low key. We don't know very where they key. are. Yeah. Um, so who knows what the Chinese have been up to, Matt? Uh, there's certainly a lot of speculation around the world at the moment. Exactly what have the Chinese been up to? Well, look, if you want to find out all about the fiscally responsible pro league action, do go to our Facebook page. Just it's at the reverse stick, and uh, you can well, you can you can play it all back. It's about an hour's worth of entertainment, and uh, some that's some, what it's classified as, Matt. Yes, entertainment. Some, some quite revealing stuff, and uh, you'll find out some bareback revelations on John's um, John's habits. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Sometimes we are a bit too meta, John. I yeah, think. it goes on a little bit. Um, and it, you... no, please don't go back and listen all the way back to episode number one because it was terrible. But um, just... of the of the dice hockey or the no no of this of pod of this podcast. Oh no, I've heard some people say the early ones were the best. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to get that when you've got fans, aren't you? You know. Maybe on the fan forum, you know, they'll be discussing that sort of stuff. And, you know, was the early ones the better ones or did, did they lose the plot later on? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. all that sort of stuff. You know, is Matt really John's dad? <laughs> Honestly, we are, we, we are both in full ISO beard mo- uh, mode yeah, at the I'd moment. Say, yeah. 
And, uh, and look, hang, hang on, have a oh, look. We we're, both both wearing fla- we're both wearing check flannies at the moment as well. And uh, my have hair you got tracksuit pants on? Uh, no. You've got sort of trendy runners. No, I've got a five, $500 pair of jeans and uh, just some simple cons, nice yeah, well, blue I, cons I, at the bottom. You do gardening and that sort of get up, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I burn through a pair of these every Let's week. talk about hockey. Is hockey dangerous, Matt? Wow. John, Adrian Locke, Spain women's coach, says more can be done to combat injuries at major tournaments. Did he? If that's the, the answer to the question you were asking. I I'm thought not... it was your question. I thought you asked the question I don't of know. AD Locke. Well, I did ask a question of AD Locke on the wonderful hockeytoday.cc forum webinar last week. We spoke about it, I think. I was on it the night we, we recorded last we Saturday. The show, maybe it was last about, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, posed a question about I can't remember the exact wording of the question. To be honest, I did have a little back at the Facebook feed, and uh, no, I can't remember the question. But it was to do with um, a right from a coach's perspective: can we do more, or can you do more with respect to um, head injuries and uh, concussions yeah. in the game, considering there's been a rising them rising them of late. Oh, you created a firestorm, Matt. Well, so um, the hockey paper released a post and it, and uh, saying, speaking on hockeytoday.cc's regular Ask Me Anything Coaches chat, along with GB coach Mark Hagar, Locke said hockey should adopt a stricter policy at internationals. Um, Good little read. I, I didn't, didn't need to read it because I was listening to it at the time I asked the question and I got the response. You were waiting for the answer, I dare yeah. say. Yes. Does it say they were asked a question or? No, no, no. There isn't any question on there at all. But there's lots of answers because they were asked a question by Ernst, which, which I'd post. Um, AD went on to say, I still think we are a little bit behind in hockey and be, and be more strict at tournaments in terms of the event doctors. Players just want to play and med- medical staff need to step in and have the sufficient knowledge and recognise situations. Hockey is inherently dangerous. It's a hard ball game and um, at high velocity around the, fi- uh, around the pitch and sometimes I'm surprised there aren't more injuries than there are. And then he goes on to talk about how they try to mitigate some of the risks uh, using uh, tennis balls and, and uh, uh, running yeah. practice, you know, short corner running practice and that sort of stuff. Okay. And... So, that, what's the headline again? So, I'm, I'm just getting a little bit lost here with the whole story because... Well, we've had a big day here, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Player safety needs to be tighter at hockey internationals. And that's a quote from what A.D. Locke said. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, oh, yeah, player safety should be on everybody's agenda all the time, shouldn't it? Of course it should. And I think we've got to make a differentiation, too, with some of... what well, when we talk about concussion... I mean, concussion happens all the time without it necessarily having anything to do with a ball or a stick. Oh, look, but my question initially was pretty broad, but it was, but it was, it was kind of intimating that concussion being one of those things because it's been so high profile with GB and Mark Hagar being, because the, you know, the, the question was to both of the coaches and there were responses from both of the coaches with it as well. Well, and, and you, you know, once you start talking about concussions in any sort of form or variety, you've got to start thinking about you know, it, a much love, uh, on a much bigger level. And if you, if you look at hockey, concussion is not necessarily an endemic result of the act of playing hockey. Whereas if 
you go out and you play, say, as we're learning a sport like gridiron, okay, right, there's what, every right. chance that you can develop some sort of concussive brain injury through just playing the game. Uh, when did you last get concussed, Josh? Uh, uh, last no. season of over 40. Yeah, tell, so it, tell, us, tell us. Three years ago. Tell us the circumstance. Um, the circumstance... Well, I was playing the first game of the season uh, with a team that I don't normally play with, but um, due to a mix-up over timing and fixtures, I was playing with them. Just tell us the circumstance. Um, uh, a bloke was running with the ball, okay. and I moved in to tackle him, yeah. and uh, he went one way, and I went to go that way, fell over my feet, hit my head on the ground. Okay, so you fell over your feet. Yeah. So you could have just been walking around in the park and fallen over your feet. Well, I did... Taking the dog for a run. I did manage to separate my clavicle from my sternum walking down the street, Matt. So mm. anything is possible. Yes. That's very talented man. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's, uh, that's why you're so great on the strings, isn't it? This is fantastic, yeah. yes. But uh, the point being is, and, and especially in, in a game like hockey, and when you're playing on artificial surfaces... Your likelihood of getting concussion has got more to do whether your head smashes onto the ground yeah, than yeah. whether a stick or a ball yeah. hits it. Now, those dangers still are there, and they have bad repercussions, especially when their blood is there, and it looks very, very bad. And it is bad, don't get me wrong. But um, as far as... Always the idea, look on the do, do you take on the notion the that there's going to be danger when you walk on the field? Yes. Yes, and you accept that notion of that there course. is danger involved in the game. That's it's, that's the payoff, isn't it? What would you, what do you see as being uh, a point where that danger is so great that the payoff is not there? Uh, a grade number one runner. You don't reckon the post person's in a worse position than the oh, one runner? Like I go on the post often. Yeah. And it doesn't worry me too much. I'm not wearing a face mask. You're not playing A-grade either. I'm not playing A-grade, no. It's a lucky shot if they take me out with it. It's a lucky shot if they take me out. You know, the, you know, the, the ball dead between, between the eyes. I'm more worried about the ball dead between your eyes at a lower level, just above your mouth there, because that would do irreparable damage, my friend. Got a big stick. Hey? I got a big, I got a big stick. Yeah, but I, I, look, I, I sort of have the same mindset as you. I know exactly what you're talking about. But the fact remains that um, at international level, when we talk about injuries, we're talking about entirely different scope of things. And it can but look, still... at Sam, look at Sam, you know, this Sam Ward situation. It's great that there's uh, some signs of recovery. And he's been back on the hockey field and obviously an absolute star in the isolation games. The, the point of this argument, though, is not about... Uh, it, you know, because individual cases highlight a particular way of thinking. But what what is the... I don't see that there's any... Hockey is intrinsically any more dangerous today than it ever was, except for the fact that players are encouraged to go onto the reverse side. And as soon as people start swinging across their body and doing that sort of stuff, that's when I see the potential for injury increases. Now... And stick and ball injuries, getting hit by sticks and getting hit by balls. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, anything else in hockey is not really an injury. But uh, pull your hamstring, suck it up, princess, you're just not right. You know, that's a different, completely oh, no. different injury. What about when I stuffed my shoulders because a bloke ran into me? Hey? I stuffed my shoulder because a bloke ran into me. Yeah, that's but that was that's at not 3 o'clock in the morning outside of Lombardo. Yeah, 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 you know, you know, it was a... 
57-year-old fella. No, nearly 60 years old um, fella. Did it. But he was so- he's solid. He's a solid bloke. Yeah. Oh, pedal. Hello, <laughs> now this is we should move beyond I'm worried, this conversation. I, I am worried about taking the field again. I think well, I'm going to be a bit brittle. What, what got me interested was Amy Tennant replied on Twitter to the Hockey Papers tweet about that story, and the tweet was, player safety needs to so, be tighter... G, G, GB International, um, Amy Tennant, goal, goalkeeper. Yeah. Player safety needs to be tighter at international hockey, followed by the link, with some quote marks around the quote, but no attribution. Amy has responded with, Lock, i.e. 80 Lock, admitted that knowledge was lacking when it came to hockey concussion. That's the quote. Lack of understanding isn't specific to hockey concussions, and concussion is concussion irrespective of how you got it. Don't let quotes like this give you the wrong perception of the sport. Yeah, it's probably a bit unfair to be railing against Eddie Locke on a quote that was... I don't, I don't think she is. I think she's, she's railing against that single quote with no The headline quote, right. The headline yes, yeah, quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, a lot yeah. of people, as we know, will flick through and like or, or, or be attributed as a view or whatever, well, but is. actually not engage with what they're reading. There's 38 likes there. I don't know if that is, is that on Amy's tweet or is that on the original? That's on Amy's just... tweet, I think. Um, and and this is this is a bit of an ongoing discussion about the safety of hockey and so, no, but there's also. But there's, there's, I don't think they were actually talking about the safety of hockey. They were talking about the response to injuries when they do occur. Now, everybody's got a far greater understanding of what concussion is is in sport, especially now. Lawyers have got onto it, so the sport is taking it seriously. Yeah. Well, Hagar says. I think we are within the rules and we have the protective equipment we need. We have the awareness now and what concussion does to the brain. We're never going to stop the physical clashes on the field. We will have collisions at some stage, but we're in a better place on how to assist players on the road back to recovery. There is one way to stop the physical clashes, Matt. Uh, Social distancing hockey, John? No, playing aerial balls. Uh Uh-huh. Because if... I don't know if you know... Oh, no, yeah, totally... Perfectly socially distant, five metres. Five metres, it's perfect. So you don't want your players to tackle, just throw overheads. Well, there you go, overhead hockey. Take, remove the contest from the game, Matt. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. It is time now for Matt's oh, Mystery Files. Give, give me some warning. No, yeah. I don't. This is why it's so... Energising a segment because I don't Not give you any more. Now I, I did he- I, I did hear that to help you unsolve there. the mysteries this week, uh, Inspector Morse had been in reading through the case files. Right. Uh, John and Judge John Deed had um, you know pronounced some pronouncements about your mystery files, and I believe you could have some very 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 interesting articles. I don't know from I'm, days gone by, I'm, cold cases as it were. I'm genuinely. Um, excuse, turn around, put the follow-up back over Don't there. Don't forget you put that there. Genuinely, going to do it fair income this week because I, I, I set up, you know. It was worth setting up though. The shove story last yeah, week. Yeah, but that was worth setting up. We can pass you on that. All right, so, oh, I've got a big 30 staring right at you. I can't avoid that. 30, 30 years ago in the hockey circle from the July issue, 1934. Hang on a sec. So the issue you're reading from is from... 1964. And this is going 30 years ago. 30 years ago. This is what was in in the publication. All right. 
How's this for a hockey mix-up? A mere husband umpiring a women's match in a North Queensland town had the temerity to send his wife off the field. Imagine the domestic scene that must have followed. There you go. 19... Is that it from those mystery files? That's it this week, John. Moving on. And I gave it such a big well, you never know. build you know, up. Well, you never know what you're going to get, John. You could get a ten-minute monologue uh, on Stanley Shove Shoveler, or you might get a little snippet just like that. That's what happens with Matt's mystery file. Yeah, I bet Judge John D didn't approve of that. It's all part. Yeah, it's you're all, listening it's to all part of the mystery, John. You're it's all part to the, of the the Global Hockey Podcast, um, Constitutions, Matt. You got a strong one? Uh, not, not bad. I've got a routine. Let's just, uh, let's just put it that routine. way. I've okay. got a routine. Yeah, got a routine. Yeah. Uh, cause Constitutions are at the fore at the moment, wouldn't you think? Um, what it seems, it seems to be. And, uh, some of it's online and some of it's in person and some of it's not in person. Um, where does it start, really? Where does it start? Constitutions. When, when no, well, the start? story of where, where did, where's the, where's the constitutional story that start this week? Because obviously we've we've got the COVID thing happening, and we were due to have our Congress coming up later this year, November, wasn't it? Early November, October, October. Uh, uh, anyway, due to have that, and of course we heard earlier in the w- the week that uh, it was being postponed. And that the current board would just hold the their positions. The FIH Congress. Yeah, the FIH. Yeah, yeah. And the current board would just hold their positions until the postponed Congress was due to take place. Well, this, this, we're going back well, well beyond a week on that uh, an initial uh, statement that yeah. we heard from Dr. Batra at a. Well, no, we at, didn't at, hear it from Dr. Batra. Well, no, we didn't. Well, it was reported to have come from Dr. Batra at an athletics meeting in India. Um, and then we didn't hear a great deal more about it for a couple of days apart apart from that. Certainly nothing from the FIH with it. No. Well, but let's go back to the idea of what should have hap- happened in this case anyway. So um, you would think that an organisation like the FIH has a robust constitution that has in place um, clauses, whatever they call them, that would stipulate what goes on in a situation such as this. Well, they've got force majeure policies within their constitutional stuff. Now, I, I would I would have to assume, because I put great faith and trust in my national association and the national associations of the hockey world worldwide, that um, they would be holding the FIH to account over the provisions that are made within the constitution for the way things happen. Would you not think that was right? Well, yeah. So... We really shouldn't have anything to worry about if the sport has a robust constitution and everybody's doing what they should be doing. That's right. And apparently within the constitution, there's a, you, you're able to delay the Congress and the voting that uh, involves executive board members and the president yeah. now, at, at this time, and you can, and you can, you can delay that. And and if that's what the constitution stipulates, then that's what the sport should do, regardless of whoever are the people that are in those positions. You may not agree with their views on things, but that's that's the way it should work, isn't it? Well, it's but it's had agreement from the 137 national associations, whatever majority is required 
for that, based on Article 12.1 of the FIH statute covering cases of force majeure. Um, Yeah, yeah, they can they can can do what they want with it. But yeah, the question I posed on social media with it was, well, hang on, are, are we not hearing that the online courses and all of this great development stuff that's coming out of the FIH have been a huge success doing them online. Why can't we have the Congress online as well if we're not able to get everybody together in the same country in October next year? Um, Sorry, October next year, October at the end of the year. You would very much think that perhaps the voting for certain things could be done. Well, it's just happened. Now, whether, well, they've just, had, they've just done a FIH executive board meeting on Friday, yesterday, um, yesterday with it, online. Well, they've made decisions there. Well, they did indeed make decisions there. Perhaps they're the only 12 or 16 people on the, in the hockey world that are able to make decisions online, Matt. But maybe, John. I don't know. It's a possibility in this wonderful world of ours of hockey. Um, I would have thought, as I said, the voting could be done online. You don't don't need to be in the same room for voting, surely. I've seen. You I've don't seen, need I've to spend three on nights on. at cocktail parties before you vote, do you? You don't. No. And what about uh, little side side working groups? You know, a lot of value comes out of some of the smaller nations oh, when they attend no, when they attend these yeah, events. Yes, they can be held. They, they have breakout groups and and look at different Easy things that they can do with countries in a similar situation from different parts of the world. Well, all that stuff, we can pop that straight online, can't we, straight away? In fact, I reckon that sort of online Congress would actually suit a lot of delegates because they wouldn't have to walk between venue to venue. They'd just switch which room they happen to be in at the Zoom conference or whatever you call it. Yep. Could happen over over a weekend. Could happen over a weekend. Easily. And everybody comes together for the, you know, the central, uh, you know, delivery address, whatever it might be, certain things. We're taking the mickey a little bit. I'm not against the idea that they go, oh, well, yes, okay, this is the way it works, so we're going to have the conference then, and these people have to stay in these positions. That's fine. Got no dramas with that. Do have a drama with what Indians said, though, when they they announced they're having a... um, their next oh, well, Congress. Well, the Hockey India conference, conference is going online um, on the 13th, I think, of this month, is it? It does. Yeah. Now, they don't they don't deem it to be unreasonable to do it online and be discussing constitutional changes, apparently. What's in, what's, what's no one in, knows what, what those changes are. What's interesting, though, is there's a special guest, isn't there, John, for... <laughs> for their uh, oh, is there? online conference, yeah, and really? they're very happy to be in, inviting the FIH president and Indian Olympic Association president along to be part of those discussions, which is wonderful. Well, um, I heard it's part of um, Dr. Batra's FIH presidency world caravan where he will be attending all of the national conferences. Oh, it would be great to see him, as, yeah. In his role as the FIH president. Yeah, uh, yeah, because Kabaddi, Kabaddi, badminton, table tennis, he'll be there for all of them. Athletics, yeah. I know he's already there for that. No, he's sending the FIH hat to Oceana in a few months' time. I think that's not too far away, that one. Um, I, I believe that the one, another one of his hats will be in Europe very shortly uh, to help out there. So, you know. The great thing is, I believe, and this, um, this is planned for in about 10 years' time for a, a world tour of all of the hats 
of the uh, of the great doctor, and we'll be able to see it in your local museums and uh, and touring the globe. Looking I, forward to I that. I think there is a TV show in in the running too. Yeah, Doctor Hat. Mm-hmm. You must be cuckoo. Um, yeah, I bet. <laughs> You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Happy Podcast. Look, oh yeah. To you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. You know, I'm not a big one for birthday celebrations. But I couldn't miss this one. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Tyab. Yes. Woo! 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 Inspirational to us here at the Reverse Stick, I would say, Matt. Great to see. I'm just joining in the celebrations with Asia Hockey, John, for the esteemed leader of the game in the Asia region, Tayab Ikram. He's a CEO, isn't he? He's the esteemed leader. No, that's what it says on the feed, it's the esteemed leader. But, um, so yeah, no, he is the CEO, yes, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not and, the esteemed and, and leader. The, and, the, and the Macaw, Macau. It does it really Macau say esteemed leader. Esteemed leader. But well, he's the CEO. He's, yeah, he's the CEO, yeah. That's not the esteemed leader. In Asia hockey, it's the esteemed leader. Okay, you've got a lot to learn about Asia, mate. We live very close here, and you and you know one of our great Patreon supporters, Mr. Gavin Lee. Actually, shout out to our, t- our uh, top tier Patreon supporters, Gavin Lee, John O'Shea, <laughs> Scott Edwards, and FH umpires. Um, it's a different world, John. It's a different world. But shout out to the man of many of many jobs. He, he takes a lot on, and uh, it's it's great to be be able to celebrate his support of the of our game. Yep. He's doing a great job for Macau too, isn't he? Yep, great job for Macau. Yep. Still listed yep. on the FIH as a representative there. I don't know. Anybody from Macau Hockey out there, give us a shout. Yeah, we'd love to hear from Macau Hockey um, and find out exactly how Tyab's ties to the Macau Hockey Association are going and uh, some of the great things that have happened in Macau Hockey thanks to his role with the FIH. Well, you'd be pleased to know Dr. Bactra has stated, despite the current challenging times for most organisations, FIH has kept working hard to pursue its mission of developing hockey worldwide. I'm looking forward to the numerous tournaments and competitions ahead of us, which we are preparing with full dedication and passion with all national associations involved. I'm also very, <laughs> I'm also very pleased with the success of the online courses which FIH is delivering. This is great for the future of our sport. It's encouraging as well to see that hockey has resumed in some countries, of course, with protective measures for the participants' welfare. Last but not least, I'd like to extend our gratitude to our broadcast and commercial partners for their continuous support, especially the guys at Schlopp. I know I made that that, that last bit up. Yeah, of course you did. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey I'm Podcast. Sorry, well, obviously, <laughs> we are obviously having too much fun here in the People's Republic. Uh, Been a great day of fiscally responsible pro league dice rolling action. It's brilliant. Big punch brilliant, up at the end of the day, too. Oh, that just dude. topped things off, didn't it? Well, it, it, they loved it at home. Social media went absolutely crazy for it. Disgusting for the profile of the league, though. But, you know, bums on seats, John. Well, I, I believe uh, ESPN is going to be showing uh, the news tomorrow featuring the bad behaviour, especially the glove on the pitch. And I'm looking forward to the Netflix, Netflix series coming up from behind the scenes. 
Oh, uh, there's a few it, worried faces going on around the place. Oh, I thought of that series. It's going to be explosive. We're going to love watching that, John. Thanks for joining us, folks. We've drabbed it on a bit. Is that we it? did bring up... Hey, some, what, oh, what, what do you got? Yeah, uh, let's go... Uh, you sure? What do you got? Okay, uh, you go. Susie Petty, apology. Read that stuff. Got oh, a yes. call from Caddy Shanahan. That's all good. English League sorted out percentages. Uh, through a lot of those. Irish and Spanish. Stop. We don't have to go that quick. Go oh, back to oh. Susie. Uh, I, I stopped <laughs> it. Yeah, that's all right. I have the power, mate. Listen. Calm down, everyone. Check this. Off. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it, it's all good. Go. Susie Petty. You can go and, go and check out the article on uh, bbc.com. Uh, just search hockey and check out Katie Shanahan. Um, but it's based around Susie's situation and some eating disorder issues and um, personal things, but obviously the big impact of being dropped from the GB squad at the time. And, uh, yeah, losing the spot with a centralised program. England Hockey have come out and acknowledged their shortcomings and apologised to Petty for the, the impact that it's had upon her, which is, which is um, we don't see from national associations a great deal. We speak, well, we have spoken on the show quite a bit in the past how cut and thrust it is and people get dropped from these programmes just at the drop of the hat. The, you know, you, you go the end, to the end of your cycle and that's it. You're out of it and there's... There's no safety net underneath you with it. Yeah, that's the nature of sport, mate. Mm. Very much that's the nature of sport. And uh, perhaps not enough people are, are made to fully understand that that's what your Well, they don't because they get pulled. A lot, a lot, trajectory a lot get pull, pulled out of junior programs and bang, they're straight into centralised programs. Not a lot, but, you know... the. The lucky few, I yeah. guess. Well, but they can be pretty, you know, pretty shielded. You've, you've, you've got to have a, quite, quite a, a worldly outlook to be able to look beyond that. And, and a lot do, you know, look at Tyler Lovell. You know, he's a, a sales manager for an engineering firm or something like that. Rachel Lynch, talking yes. goalkeepers and a nurse. They've got, they've, they've got careers. And that's the, you know, the, the, the semi-pro nature of the game, isn't it? It is as well. And, and it, it's something that, if the game was more professional and you were able to live entirely off the game, that players would have to come to terms with it. It's a, a finite resource. A, a hockey career is a finite resource as far as for a lot of people because the numbers just don't add up. Not every professional player that is professional in any sport will go on to make money out of that sport post their playing career. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's only X number of coaches, there's only X number oh, yeah. of assistants yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that. That whole, not everybody wants to do that anyway and blah, 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 blah. So, um, look, it, and it's, it's, it's a fine line, especially when you're talking about someone who's uh, been uh, debilitated in some sort of way, shape or form. It's not just a loss of form. You know, some people, when it's a loss of form, perhaps it's easier for us to pass it off as, well, well they weren't good enough, so now they go back down the, the grades or something without taking on exactly what that effect has yeah, on people, yeah, yeah. as well as the sudden termination of a career such as this, where although she may have been on the list after the injury occurred, effectively the, her playing career with that squad was cut off from that injury, wasn't it? Uh, it, it look, there's lots of reasons why people get dropped. It, you know, it can't just, it's not always just about p- performance and hmm. state of mind. It, sometimes it's just about personalities and, and you, know, you rub it the wrong way with a new coach that comes in. There's lots of reasons why you don't 
maintain a spot in a squad. Is it? Well, I was, think, well, I was thinking about the other day about that turnover. Going right, pick any team and and see who's still surviving in that team from a previous World Cup and what that turnover is and how many players each time in a four-year period are still within that side. You know, is it five continued? Is it ten? Or, you know, you know, different for different nations, I guess. And you see it with aging aging teams. Someone like Argentina is a good example. That Ale? Yeah, oh, you know, yeah, you know, but yeah, no, recent, yeah you know, you know, that Argentina men at the moment. But yeah, any, come on. There's a converse argument here that will make me tremendously unpopular. Mm. Tremendously. Um, does a coach have to continue picking a player because they're going to be mentally distressed if they get dropped? And they don't deserve their place. Well, this is all have, part, this I mean, is all part of the new, the new world of coaching, isn't it? Well, it's, is it? Yeah. I mean, well, psychology, it's, it's, psychology's always been there, but in, in, in a, co- has, in a coaching but aspect. Is, is a psychologist responsible for that player not being good enough to be in that team? And, and if so, is there a responsibility to the team to pick the best team, or is it to alleviate individuals' psych- psychological needs? Case by case, case by case, case by case. That's about where we're coming to, isn't it? Yeah. Because those are que- they are legitimate questions to ask as well. I think. Yeah. If we're in in that entirety of that discussion. All right. What else we got? Oh, no, you're the one that had the list. Remember, uh, FIH have put out. Guidance to ensure playing fields are ready when restrictions end. I like this, John. I like the fact that there's been something positive and strong coming out from the FIA. About with, playing hockey. With leadership. Oh, no, about facilities and getting them ready to, to, to get right again. That's, for, that's, a, that's a really important step for, no, for people worldwide. Get the so, out. Yeah, get your mower out on your turf. That's right. No, what I mean is it shouldn't just be, oh, make sure the, the concrete's polished. And the, the turf's been given a... All hockey fields should be tried maintained yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they should the be... greatest ma- of respect. Yes, yes, John. With the greatest They respect. should be. They are sacred places, Matt. They Come are. On. Um, but, you know, this is pr- pretty much uh, focused towards um, turf fields. What a surprise the FIH should be focused <clears throat> on turf hockey. I'm trying to say this is a positive thing for hockey. It's good they're taking a lead with something. They're not no, just following and copying and doing. It's good. Well done. Um, and just promoting something like anyway. Go my on. accountant hasn't been in touch yet today, but we'll talk more about some FIH accounts that we've received um, in the next week or two. Did we? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, we missed but it last week. We missed it last week. Uh, Asian indoor games. Hockey's going to feature. No, Next time have around, we, have well, we got an account with the FIA? We don't. Have, well, actually, we, we do. Actually, I've signed up for the media account. You know, don't ever get a media release. No, I, I don't know. I, I, do you I, get them? No. Do we have an do account? Like, can I order stuff from the FIA? You could do. Yeah, you like could. a result. No, you could, <laughs> no, but you could order a uh, a uh, FIA member um, oh, account, could, John. Yeah. Couldn't you? What's that going to cost you? I don't know. The, the, there's an FIA umpire member account. I think that's a couple of hundred US dollars a year. But you'll get discounts of some of the online courses, which is good. But you can be a member, John. What? You? No, no. I'm a stakeholder. No, 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 no. You're a stakeholder in Hockey Australia, which isn't related in any way at all to the International Federation de Hockey. Yes, it is. What? Yes, it is. Federation Internationale Hockey. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Well, otherwise, Hockey Australia could just turn around and say, we don't care what you say. Well, they do that with you anyway. 
Huh? Well, no, you've no. seen the response we got from the... Um... <laughs> <laughs> the CEO. <laughs> oh, dear. You're listening to the reverse stick. What else you got on the list? We're going to wind this up. No, nah, nothing. Forget about it. Really? We're, we're, yeah, we'll do it all another time. No, <laughs> you must have one more thing. <laughs> no. Okay. okay. Thanks for joining us, folks. Look, we're pushing on through. Hope you, hope you get some hockey happening soon. Yeah, there, there, I'm, I'm there's starting some, to hang well, for a big time. I, I know of know. two separate groups today, John, of less than 10 people that have met in an open grass field area and played hockey before midday. Did they? Yes. I see, I'm not interested until you're allowed inside that 1.5 metres because I don't have long enough arms to tackle from that far away. Well, my view was is that I should be playing all the time because I never get within three metres of an opponent. about the bully bring it back now now's the time when you think about it bring back the bully bring it bring it back you know what we forgot to ask ah david um um, david balberni from last week's interview yeah david yeah yeah, ah david balberni well that's his twitter handle yeah Yeah. i'll david no we yeah, come on. We'll bring back the bully. We didn't ask him. We didn't ask him, did we? No. We should have just gone like, Our David, what do you think? Bring back the bully. I think that our David no, we call has him da- the answer. No, but we call him David. No, it's our David. But we call him that. Da- I'm not sure. Why is it our I David? think his mum says our David. That, right, that explains it. You know, like, where's your lad? Ha, our David is down the back. It's great to see you using your, um, your, your, your family heritage line with the accent, isn't it? It's not bad, is it? Ah. <laughs>